All right, it's a live episode of Locked On Pelicans. There's two ways to look at the Pelicans' rough loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. A good way of the Pels and Brandon Ingram doing what they could while very, very, very shorthanded. And a bad way that makes you wonder if you can build a team around Brandon Ingram. Let's take a look at both in a live post-game recap episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast, and available on YouTube where we are doing this show live after the Pelicans lose badly to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 122-101. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all, again, live after the game. It is a Wednesday night. This counts as the Thursday show. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here, the number one Pelicans podcast, with y'all Monday through Friday through the good, the bad, making sense of what we see out there on the court. Maybe we'll even get into some trade talk, but we saw an interesting lineup for the Pelicans. And I kind of want to break down the two ways to look at this game because there is a glass half full way or a positive way. I don't know if it's necessarily half full and a negative way. And I think both are valid and it just kind of depends on which side you fall on and maybe what we'll see with the Pelicans on Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So let's get into this game. And of course, Thanks for everyone who's joining me in the chat after this game. Please be, this is a heated loss. You know, you're going to fall on one side of Brandon Ingram, another side of Brandon Ingram. There's going to be some hate thrown at Zion Williamson to be civil in the comics towards me, towards each other. And if you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments on YouTube as well. Let's get some positivity in there as we break down this one. So let's start with the positive way to look at this game, this loss for the Pelicans, right? Brandon Ingram, 24 points, six assists, kind of getting it going, particularly in the second quarter onward. He was rough in the first quarter, but after that really started to attack and break down the defense a little bit. And for a Pelicans team that was missing Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, that's three starters right there, plus... Still no Jose Alvarado, no Trey Murphy, no Najee Marshalls. That's six we're up to here that are starting a guy they signed literally the other day in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. A guy on a two-way deal gets thrust into the starting lineup. Honestly, there was very few ways they were going to end up winning this game. So a loss is not unexpected. You want to look at process over results here. And that's what we started to really analyze or what I started to analyze during this game. When it seems like they're going to lose, that's basically all you can do. They're shorthanded against a Minnesota Timberwolves team that has wins over the Denver Nuggets and gave the Boston Celtics their first loss the other night. They have two seven-footers that played down low. This was not a game where Jonas Valanciunas was going to be effective at all. It was on WWL radio like right before the game. And 
I said, like, they, they're like, will, will Jonas play a big factor in this? Probably not with the front line, with the center and the power forward that the Minnesota Timberwolves have in Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And largely, Jonas Valanciunas just was not much of a factor in this game whatsoever. So given all of that, I mean, what are they supposed to do? You know, what are they really supposed to do? We've seen this team doesn't have enough shooting to really make it work. You know, you again have two guys that hit multiple three-pointers in this game. Jordan Hawkins and Matt Ryan. That's it. No one else hit more than one, if they even hit one at all. Shooting is going to be so important for this team. I'm going to hammer this point home. And if you're an everydayer of Locked On Pelicans, one you know Will Guillory is going to be on the show on Friday, so technically tomorrow's show, even though we're on Wednesday right here. And we'll probably talk about shooting. And outside of Jordan Hawkins and Matt Ryan right now, Matt Ryan on a two-way deal, so not like tr- a true NBA player, and Jordan Hawkins, a rookie, there's no shooting. There's just no shooting, and you're only going to be able to do so much with the guys they had out there on the court in this game. So I don't want to kill them because of that. Right? Brandon Ingram did get it going. You saw him starting to create for others as the game went on, but at that point, the game was just kind of out of reach. It went from a six-point game to a 20-point game in the span of just a couple of minutes here. So what more is Brandon Ingram supposed to do? You can look at his shot selection, and we will look at that in the next segment coming up here, because there is a way to look at this and be like, you know, I like that he at least tried and did his thing, but... Right? What more is he supposed to do than take isolation threes? Dribble, 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 shoot a contested mid-range jumper. Like, there was no help. There was no help for him, right? He's playing with a bunch of guys that weren't basically in the NBA just a season ago. Matt Ryan was barely in the league. Jeremiah Robinson Earl was cut earlier in the season. Um, Jordan Hawkins, not, you know, wasn't, wasn't in the league last year. Dyson Daniels, still a, you know, second-year player that's still working on his offense and his shot. He was 3 of 10. There's just not a whole lot there when you're missing six guys that are all potentially rotation players for you. So it's not a big surprise that the Pelicans turn it over 17 times, that the Minnesota Timberwolves are able to capitalize on that to the tune of 27 points, right? They got out and ran 20 points in the fast break just compared to two for the Pelicans. There was just no offense to be had. So I don't necessarily, it doesn't mean I won't, I don't necessarily want to go after Brandon Ingram or say he played a bad game. I think you you have to look at this. There's shades of gray, and it's not entirely black and white. That said, it wasn't amazing from him, right? There's reasons why they were struggling, and there's things that he needs to do. And I'd say that even this, where I'm not going to kill Brandon Ingram on it, and we're not going to, I promise, we're not going not to do that here. But you look at some of this, and you go, okay, you need more from him. Or they... It tells you something. This is what it is. This is what it is. I'm figuring this out in the moment. This is how it goes sometimes with the live shows. I'm processing a promise. I promise. I I have the thought. It's like right there. I'm trying to pull it out of my mind. This tells you about how they need to build the offense. This tells you about who needs to be initiating the offense and what your ceiling can be with a guy on one hand in Brandon Ingram and on the other in Zion Williamson. Let's talk about that and kind of view it from a negative BI game, but more of a team building perspective than anything else. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. 
Right now, though, I'm excited to bring up and tell you about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Josh picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Players of the Week. He has a couple of names here, but there's one in particular y'all are going to love. Jordan Hawkins. And he says Jordan Hawkins should keep a starting role with the Pelicans while they deal with a myriad of injuries. We just went over that list right there. The shooting's going to fluctuate. You know, he had that breakout game the other night, a little bit more quiet in this game. But there's appeal to be added to your fantasy basketball team, particularly because he contributes in rebounds as well. He's giving you other stats than just three-pointers made and shooting percentage. If you're looking for another ad, Brandon Miller, Dylan Brooks, Bismack Biombo um, are all guys that he really likes that think should be added added onto your fantasy basketball team. And Josh Lloyd is the GOAT. So Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being the perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. I work on all of my cars. Y'all know this. I have a 1976 classic Corvette that I've been fixing up and restoring over the past couple of years. It always needs parts. I actually need to put some parts on my Jeep this weekend as well. So when I'm ordering parts, I only go to eBay Motors. It's the only place I use anymore because of the guaranteed fit. There's no worse feeling than ordering a part, waiting for it to arrive, going to install it on your vehicle, and then, oh, it doesn't quite fit or it won't go in. eBay's going to fix that for you. And with over 122 million parts for your ride, you can make sure your drive stays running smoothly, whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And at the prices they have on parts, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this team in wins, in losses, trade targets, all of the stuff. We cover it all here on Locked On Pelicans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show as well. And of course, become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. If you listen one day a week, listen two days a week. If you listen three days a week, jump it to four. Any little bit helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. And again, if you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments here on YouTube as we've been doing these live shows after games. It's wonderful to interact with y'all. And I appreciate y'all being here with me on a Wednesday night after the Pelicans just look bad. So that's awesome. And if you really want to support the channel, become a Locked On Pelicans insider. The subtext group, I was texting with a bunch of people, which is the only way you can interact with me like that through the subtext, through the Locked On Pelicans insiders group. It's $4.99 a month. You get a 14-day free trial. You don't like it, just cancel it. The show's still going to be free in five days a week for y'all because we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we went over the positive side of this, right? Like if you want to just look at this game and be like, flush it, they're basically playing scrubs, nobody... There's not much to read into all of this, but there also is. There also is. And we got to look at that side of things too. And this is where we're going to get a little bit negative. And again, be civil in the comments to one another here. So you had no Zion Williamson. This was Brandon Ingram's time to shine. And honestly, in the first quarter of this game, the first half of this game, the first chunk of this game, he didn't do that. He wasn't leading the team. 24 points on 25 shot attempts isn't good efficiency whatsoever. 
He took one free throw attempt in this game. I'm happy he upped his three-point shooting from the three he's been taking per game to six this game, but he shot one of six. You know, you can look at his shot chart, and I have it pulled up here. I'm not going to pull it up on the screen. He took four shots in the restricted area. Really three. One's like a step outside, so we'll count it. Four out of his 25 shots were in the restricted area. He had a couple of like short mid-rangers in the paint, but he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shots that are long mid-range shots. Those are statistically the least efficient shot you can take. He went one of ten on those type of shots. Why is that the offense? Why is that what you're doing? Now, part of it is, who's he supposed to pass the ball to, right? Who's he going to give the ball to? Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Jonas Valanciunas, who's not doesn't have a good matchup in this game and is just going to get stuffed by Rudy Gobert. But what about Jordan Hawkins? How long did it take for Jordan Hawkins to take his first shot in this game? The night after setting 30-something points is what he did, 31 points the other night. Why is he only taking 11 shots in this game? Why not work on getting him the ball more? The, an the answer to that question is partially rhetorical. Is because, did you see them give him no space? I love this. This is the eighth game for the rookie, by the way. And, they, oh man, he was on the scouting report for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a great sign for Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. It means they're committing a defender to Jordan Hawkins to take away his three-point shot. means there's space. There's other things. That's a great thing long-term. But you've got to find ways to get him open. So Brandon Ingram just dribbling the air out of the ball and then launching a contested mid-range shot, man, just... just Take a step back maybe and shoot it from three at least or try and put more pressure on the defense at, by attacking the rim. And he wasn't doing that. You know, we've seen Zion play without Brain Ingram and lead this team to wins, right? We've seen CJ attack the basket, that comeback win over the Oklahoma City Thunder when I had to do that show in the morning after hotel technical difficulties, you know, was attacking the basket, putting pressure when there was spacing out there. So when you see Matt Ryan, Jordan Hawkins, and Brandon Ingram out there on the court, he needs to be more aggressive and attacking, and he's not doing that. One of the things you could say about Brandon Ingram, and he's a very talented player, former All-Star, right? One year doesn't count under the star resting rules anymore with everything here, is he almost just doubles down on some of the habits, and I don't want to necessarily call them bad habits, but traits of his play that you don't particularly love. So instead of launch, look, he took more threes, three more attempts there. That's good, right? But you'd love to see him just lean into that more efficient shot profile more. And he's not doing that. That's just not his style of play. Can you build a team around that? Can his style of play as it is right now elevate this Pelicans team? I'm at, you know, uh, you can answer that if you think so in the chat here. I don't necessarily have an answer. I lean towards no based on what we're seeing from him right now, based on how bad this game was. And again, he's missing a ton of help, a ton of help. CJ, Herb, Zion himself too. But Zion would have been able to attack and would have broken down this defense more than Brandon Ingram is doing. They're different players, different style of play. Don't get me wrong. It says something, though, doesn't it? That's where I worry about this. You know, you can look at this game and go, okay, 
you know, they came into this season with James Borrego as the new associate head coach, kind of their offensive coordinator to revamp the offense from what it was last season. And the plan was point Brandon Ingram, right? Put the ball in B.I.'s hands, let him be a playmaker and create for others. Use Zion off ball more. And through eight games of the season, including this game tonight, how do you feel about that? I don't feel great about that plan. The way they've looked best is when they put the ball in Zion's hand and go point Zion. Get him the ball on the three-point line, let him drive down, draw in the defense, kick it out to shooters, let them make threes, and at least maybe they have a couple of shooters they could put around him. You know, I think what we've one of the definitive things I can say from these first eight games so far this year is that they should probably start Trey Murphy over Herb Jones when Trey is ready for that, when he's back from injury, and when he's kind of worked his way into game shape. They need the shooting out there, but the way this team is going to go and score and be a menace is space around Zion Williamson. Simple as that. It doesn't work the same with Brandon Ingram. I'm not saying trade him. I have done over the past five years, over the past five years, at least once a year, I do a show of let me dispel the narrative, the idea that gets floated around on Twitter X that Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson can't coexist. I think that's, I've been thinking that's garbage. I don't know right now. I think it might be somewhat true. And I even did a show on this yesterday. I'm so animated right now. My watch literally was just like, good job walking, which (laughs) it's not as smart of a watch as people think. You know, that's, sorry, just like threw me off. That is something that I'm wondering right now. And again, Brandon Ingram's got to kind of bend his style of play. And I guess that they came in to this season with B.I. kind of being your point guard with that in the plan. He's got that in his mind, but he, this coaching staff and him need to let that go a little bit. They're going to get Zion Williamson back for Friday's game against the Houston Rockets. And look, you know, it's personal reasons why Zion was out. We don't need to really kind of talk about him missing games because this one isn't an injury. We're assuming it's for the birth of his child. I support him not being there and going to be there for the birth of his first child. Simple as that. We should not get upset with Zion or anything like that. I saw that a little bit um, on Twitter. No, like you got to be there for that sort of thing. So I actually kind of commend him for not playing in this game. It's okay. But this was a test for Brandon Ingram, in my opinion. I don't think that he really passed that test or that that test looked good. I I don't really want to say test when we have... David Griffin running the team and all of those things and that, you know, the answers to the test to Alvin Gentry here. But this was like the opportunity for BI to at least show the team something. I don't care if they lost the game, but if it was closer, right? That was what you had wanted to see. And that's not what happened in this game. They looked real bad. They shouldn't have looked this bad. There were ways to look better even in a loss. That's not what happened here. And that's what concerns me the most about this game, about this. So when I look at Zion versus B.I., and it's not really a debate between those two. Like, which one am I picking? I'm picking to run the offense through Zion because I think that's just been better and more efficient for the Pelicans all season long, and that's just the way to do it. He's an advantage creator. It's the archetype that you give him because of how many players Zion draws. B.I. doesn't do that at the same level. He's a shot maker, shot creator, but advantage creator opens things up for your teammates too. That's important, I think, and you're just not getting that in this game. Okay, I'm going to catch my breath here. 
And let's talk about a couple other notes. Let's talk about Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I want to talk about Dyson Daniels too. Some of the other guys, Jordan Hawkins, we've seen here. Let's talk about, let's be a little bit positive. I see you're all talking about trade BI, trade Zion. We can shed some light on some of that stuff too. Um, let's get into that here coming up next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Look, we spend a lot of time together, right? We get fired up together on wins, on losses, who starts, Herb or Trey Murphy, who sits, right? And I'm thankful that we have this connection. Today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal here. We live in South Louisiana. It's still hurricane season through the end of the month, and you can never be too prepared. All of y'all who live down here with me have a hurricane kit just in case we need to evacuate. So whether it's a natural disaster, whether there's supply chain issues, Jace Medical has you covered. You don't need to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics and your prescriptions out there. And that's because of Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com and receive a 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. Verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to be able to take them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered anti an antibiotic kit. And I feel secure now. We all want to feel secure in South Louisiana. If you're evacuating your physician, your doctor's probably evacuating too. You might not be able to get the medications you need. They also can get you a one-year supply on ED medications now too. So if you or someone you love would love the peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Again, that is promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. They also have the Jace case, which is just a quick case you could throw in your hurricane go bag and be all set for everything. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wins, losses, what have you. We cover it all here. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show and become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. If you're an everydayer and you see me in the Smoothie King Center, come over and say hi. I love chatting with y'all. I love just look. Y'all show a lot of love to the show. Your passion for this team is unbelievable, and I'm just happy to be a part of that. So I appreciate y'all being on. It's almost 10 p.m. We got like 100 plus people in here hanging out, talking about the Pelicans after they lose by like 20 points. Speaks to the passion of this city, of what they have for this franchise. So let's look at a couple other things here. I love, so 
in a weird way, in a weird way, I don't actually love this, but I also kind of love it. Starting Jeremiah Robinson Earl, waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder earlier in the year, or the Houston Rockets, one of those two. Signed on a two-way a couple of days ago, and then he's just immediately starting. The Pelicans have like a history of this because there's so much injury bad luck to this franchise. You all remember when they signed Nate Robinson like on like a Tuesday morning, and he was literally the starting point guard for the team Tuesday night. He had been in New Orleans for all of like four hours, and they're like, you're starting, get on out there. He called himself the emergency break or something like that. Break glass in case of emergency. It's great. Love that the tradition continues. He actually played, you know, relatively well, all things considered here. When you look at all of the starters in terms of their individual plus minus, he was a minus 18, which is which is bad. But Valanciunas was a minus 29. Brandon Ingram was a minus 24. He actually had the best individual plus minus out of all of the starters. He was fighting hard for rebounds. You know, I thought he played probably in this game in terms of rebounding better than Larry Nance Jr. did. That might be worth keeping a little bit of an eye on. Defensive rebounding has been a big, big, big problem for the New Orleans Pelicans. So to see him going out there and kind of battling for boards, trying to limit second chance points for Minnesota, they only had eight in this game compared to, you know, 20 something that the Pelicans are giving up on average. That says a lot. At least he was out there battling and trying to secure some of those rebounds, even though he's a little bit undersized too, trying to kind of play bigger than, you know, what his what his height and everything is. He's 6'8", right around Larry's size. But if he's going to fight for those boards and win some of those boards, that's a useful player for the Pelicans right now as they try and figure out some of these lineups, some of the rotations to minimize the damage that's being caused on the second chance points fronts for second chance, whatever I said, for the opponent. That's a real big, important thing. Uh, Matt Ryan, shooting well, liked it, two of four. You know, you'd like to him to take more shots. You'd like Jordan Hawkins to take more than 11 shots, more than five three-point attempts on both of them because there's no other shooters on this roster that are like worth mentioning, essentially. You saw the Minnesota Timberwolves be really worried about those guys. I love that. I love that the opponent is worried about these two players. They were sticking... You know, it was Mike Conley often on Jordan Hawkins, like right on him, right on him. Oh, yes. When Zion's back on Friday and Hawkins is out there and he's on the scouting report now and they keep a dude just stuck to him every time, that is a defender that can't get in Zion's way. That means Zion has an easier path to the basket. Or leave Jordan Hawkins open. And the Minnesota Timberwolves in this game said they are not going to do that. I love that. The fact that he's already on the scouting report, I think, is going to be a really, really great thing for the Pelicans. You know, I didn't love the pick at 14. I don't love his ceiling as a player necessarily. But the fact is, I called him the best fit out of the first round, out of the lottery, and you're seeing it here. That was great. The fact that he's making an impact like that in his eighth game, seventh game, tremendous thing that's only going to pay dividends for the Pelicans. It's a long season. We've still got a lot of games to go. We're not even an eighth of the way through everything or 10th of the way, whatever it is. So I'm excited to see his growth and how he's going to open the offense up more if they hopefully start switching to more of a point Zion attack with everything. Kyra Lewis Jr. should not be getting minutes for this team. Now, you don't really have other options necessarily right now. He was one of seven. He's been playing just not good basketball. You know, his minutes will go to Jose Alvarado. We got a Jose Alvarado update today. I told y'all on yesterday's show we would get that. You know, he's one to two weeks away from kind of being cleared to do like full practices. So he's probably three, four weeks away from being out there on the court fully. 
not ideal, but that's kind of the timeline there. But I think you've got to start maybe looking at giving Darion Sebron more of those minutes. He at least can get into the paint and try and get to the rack, the rim, and score. Nine points for him, three of seven, but attacking the basket, bending that defense. That wasn't happening with Kyra Lewis Jr. out there. You know, Cody Zeller, I thought, had like decent minutes in this one, too. I liked what we saw from EJ Liddell in very limited minutes, too. Him getting out, being aggressive. Just a rough game. I'm going to be curious to see what changes against Houston with Zion Williamson back. Houston, I think, killed the Lakers tonight. Is that right? I'm trying to find that score here. We had a ton of games. 128-94. No Anthony Davis, though, for the Lakers in that game. We'll see. Houston can go out and score. The Pelicans are going to need to be able to keep up with them. Are there going to be changes? Are we going to see more of a point Zion focused offense? I think we need to at this point. Let's see what they can do to try and regroup after this. Also the first in-season tournament game for the Pelicans. So I'm excited about that. By the way, with Sirius XM, we have a current partnership with them too. So when they play, you can listen to them on the Sirius XM app. And you also hear promos for Locked On Pelicans out there too. So that's really cool. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I appreciate you all being here with me, hanging out after the game, trying to make sense. Let me know what you think. Good BI game, bad BI game, more point Zion. What do you want to see this team do to try and right the ship, get back to winning after dropping to four and are they four and four now? That's what their record is. Hopefully they can get the win Friday, end of the weekend with some momentum before two tough games against the Dallas Mavericks. We'll be doing a live show Saturday night for sure, maybe even Friday night too, or sorry, Sunday night after that first game against the Mavericks. I'll actually have Nick Angstad of Lockdown Mavs in town with me, so we'll be at the game. If you say it, see us, say hi. We'll be doing a live show and everything after. Looking forward to it. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Back with y'all tomorrow, Friday, technically, with Will Gillerita. Cover the team.